what can a safe word be? Unicorn, quesadilla. I mean, how are you possibly going to have quesadilla just, just come up in a conversation? How can possibly be done i don't understand let's use unicorn let's use quesadilla it doesn't matter welcome back in everybody to talk about haunted house a scary movie podcast season three and our 50th episode of talk of the haunted house a scary movie podcast as we are breaking down insidious chapter two from 2013 i am your co-host ryan king with my co-host davis dillingham and we are fired up that it is spooky season and we are back we're gonna break down the entire plot of insidious chapter two we're gonna have the scariest and funniest moments of the movie best kill i don't know probably not but doesn't matter winner and loser we'll rate this movie one to 100 on our all-time scary movie list and we will discuss could this happen in real life and would we recommend this movie before all of that wherever you're currently listening to us apple Podcasts, spotify spotify for podcasters anywhere really make sure you go in there give us five stars give us a review what scary movies do you like? You know, do you want to give us some suggestions? Do you like the Insidious franchise? Probably it's pretty popular, specifically Chapter Two. Also, Twitter is what we've decided to still call it here on Talk of the Haunted House. Make sure you go and follow us. Me, your co-host Ryan King at Ryan underscore King underscore Now. Our co-host Davis Dillingham and the show at Ryan. We're back. I just want to say that real quick. Yes, we're back. we are. Baby. Oh my god, I've been in Aruba for six months. Just waiting for fall to come around. Anyways, you can follow me personally on Twitter at the real double D's, just D S the N, no E's in between. And more importantly, please go follow the podcast Twitter page at talk of the house underscore all one word underscore at the end. Just like with the reviews, tell us what you like, what you don't like. Definitely go give us some movie recommendations as we're moving into the new season. Besides this first month, we're pretty wide open. So if you want a movie rec- a movie done on the podcast, go ahead and go yeah. give us a recommendation on the Twitter page. Shout out to one of the pe- only people who has ever took us up on that opportunity. Shout out to Shannon for mm-hmm. recommending this movie. You see what happens? You recommend, we reward you. It's that easy. I, I, we I'm have pretty sure recommend- I, I said last season in one of the last episodes that I am a slut for that stuff. So I'm just 100%. showing you, I'm showing you how easy I am. We have had recommendations after the fact. I remember the guy who loved Friday the 13th. And I was like, dude, that was literally like the first or second one we did. That so is scroll yeah. down. Yeah. yeah. We, this is our 50th now. So like just scroll down, you know, half a hundred, some would say uh, on but also the grand total. I, that we I don't completely care. If you just give a re- recommendation and it's already one we've done, I'll, I'll take the, the interaction anyways you know what i mean mm-hmm. I mean, yeah record. we'll say well what we will do is say here's the link and you know send it to you so I'll it's another record. listen for us but i'm a filthy dirty slut i promise so we're gonna get to all those things we did do something in our downtime that we've never done before but we got up to 48 movies technically 49 because we did talk to me Anyway, in a bracket, we had our 48 movies. We were going to find out what was the scariest, I guess not the scariest movie, the best or whatever won the bracket of our 48 movies we've broken down. So in between seasons here, between season two, season three, we had all over for most, most of the time between the seasons, we had a bracket going from 48 movies down to one to find out what was going to win that bracket, which of our 48 scary movies we had broken down was going to win. So we wanted to recap here a little bit for you before 
we get into season three and Insidious chapter two. First of all, this was a really cool thing we did. It took the almost the entire time between seasons here, between season two and season three. Look at us. Ultimate winner. Like I said, start with the positive. The ultimate winner, not a shocker, but it is our 14th rated movie. I think the first or second movie we ever did. Second. Second. Second movie first we ever did. The first. Y- yes, Halloween that's right. Second, and then, yeah. so our winner, number 14 overall, the original Halloween. So congratulations, Halloween. Great job. You win our all-time scary movie bracket. The first time, who knows, we'll have another. I mean, this was only the first 48 movies, and we're now up to 50, including, you know, this one with Insidious yep. Chapter 2. So congratulations to Halloween, but kind of going back to them, and I will say in the first round or almost the play-in, because it's 48, like, Nothing was really too shocking, I didn't think, as I'm looking through them. I mean, number 40, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, knocked off 25 Barbarian, but much more of a classic, so not shocking. Yeah, that doesn't, um, that's not too crazy. As from a, from honestly, a seeding perspective, that's a big upset. Yeah, you know, this but... one I was very happy with. 37, Friday the 13th Part 2, knocked off 28, Rosemary's Baby. Shout out. Friday the 13th Part 2, very underrated movie. To um, be fair, I yeah, I agree with that knockoff. You know, yes. I'm not... But the rest, uh, I know this is one you probably are not happy with. Number 30 signs beat number 35, It Falls. Technically not an upset with our ratings, but. I was Go more ahead. okay with with that one. Now the okay. round okay. after that, that's we'll where I've it. got some issues. Uh, we'll get to it. So I'm, I'm looking at the, also Friday the 13th knocked off Smile. They're right close, 34 knocking off 31. Pretty close. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. yeah I mean. Noting. Not surprising when you're going to have that many. Uh, I mean, that just name recognition alone. You know? Yeah, I mean, true. It's an iconic um, movie, whether you love it or not. The rest of them, I'll do the upsets. And anyone I think are just dead wrong. This is, a, I guess, an upset. It's six, 17 knocking off 16. So it's literally it's, one. Yeah. But whatever. Evil Dead 2 knocking off the Babadook. I'll give the floor to you since you love. It's your favorite movie of all time, the Babadook. It's just so a travesty. What do you feel about that? I mean, okay. First of all, it's not my favorite movie of all time. Let's calm down. It absolutely is in my top 10, maybe top I think seven. I think it's five or six, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's the other thing. It's a tough matchup because I honestly do love both movies. I love The Babadook and love Evil Dead 2. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I just think The Babadook such a better movie than The, in the Evil Dead 2. I, well, let's like, be honest. The only reason those even match up is probably because of my rating. Your Bob yes, correct. Like yes, correct. Whatever, so. Yeah, but I'm like that's possible. the whole thing is I, although I hate to see that, I do get it because like I've fully said on the podcast before, I'm definitely an Evil Dead franchise fan yes. big time at this point. So I, I well, I just love most it. People who listen to our podcast apparently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think. I don't think it's crazy to see that horror fans in general are pretty Love big it. Evil Dead fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Well, then we have. But, okay. I mean, God, yeah, Babadook should have been higher than a 16 seed. Let's be and real here. This is all in the round of 32. So the real first round, the like real first round, round of 32. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street beats 48, Strangers. 48 movies is not the cleanest number for a record. It's not but super clean, no. It um, works great for scheduling though between seasons. You gotta, it really works. You got to give it to us there. Yes. You got to give it to us there. Um, number 40, Texas Chainsaw Massacre beat number eight, Jaws. This is where I start to get mad. That's that is bad. a – actually, This you should get the rant first on this one because I know it, how you – There's really not much to say. Jaws is a better movie in every single way possible than Texas, Texas, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's a reason it's 40. If you watch it unbiasedly, the quality of it is very, very, very low. Jaws, even now when you watch it back, 
the quality is very high. Agreed. That's all I have to say about it. It's it's literally better in every single way possible. I completely agree. I I mean, I again, I know it's there's multiple issues with that matchup in particular. One chainsaw is going to be whether I think it's correct or not is going to be one of the most loved horror movies of all time, regardless, just because yep. of yep. its importance. And I get its importance and all that, blah, blah, blah. No, it's not better than Jaws. That's no, it's an not. asinine thing to say. If you ask uh, me, Jaws is, I mean, that's the whole issue is Jaws is not, I don't think overtly seen as a horror movie no, to that, everybody, that is the problem. which is, is why problem. it takes a hit, but it Still is scary. scary. It is a scary crap. movie. Uh, Insidious knocks off Paranormal Activity. Correct. Uh, Sawbeat Poltergeist. I really could have been convinced either way. They're very different. Pretty good matchup. Pretty good matchup. It, it is a good matchup. I mean, um, it is. I, I I could vote for either one based off different things. It's kind of how I'm feeling that day. There are like different yeah, things yeah. I like about each one. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a really tough one. So I'm fine with that. I would um, say. This is where I, I get, yeah, I do agree with Saw. I definitely do get pissed with this one. Um, 21 X just beats 12 Scream. Again, blatantly wrong. Scream is an, is a. This is my Babadook. This is just uh, – <laughs> it is underappreciated movie. This shows that the horror community does not appreciate what Scream is as a movie and a franchise. So I will at least say I am I am a little bit surprised by that upset. I do know like The oh, Exorcist – Oh, I'm not. <laughs> but, but that's the whole thing. I know that like, like Chainsaw, The Exorcist is seen as one of like the iconic kind of first – modern horror movies if you want to put it that way i don't it know it had a shot of winning the whole thing but that's the whole thing though i know for sure the first scream movie in particular has a lot of fans has a lot of it community does, behind but it exorcist so I, I is outside of even the horror community it's everywhere i think exorcist well i say that it has sequels that's not true never mind i i wonder if I wonder if some of the original Scream movie has come down some because of the amount of sequels we are at. Maybe. Now with that. It's possible. You know what I mean? Because we're on it, like number seven now or something like that? At least six. I think it is seven, yeah. Yeah. Um, Shiny Beats Friday the 13th Part 2 hurt my heart, but I was ready for that. Makes sense. It was, yeah, it was right. Um, it Beats Friday the 13th. Honestly, it was kind of ready for the upset. I would not have agreed. I was fully ready honestly, for the upset. Honestly, I was totally I was fully ready. ready for the upset. Dude. Which would have been a rant, but hey. Shout out everybody! Good job, for, everybody, for voting for it. Uh, Psycho beat Sinister. A small upset that I would disagree with, but very small, not a huge deal. Again, yeah, Psycho's a classic, so I get it. Slightly disagree, but kind of the same thing with like uh, what would Poltergeist and Saw. Kind of that some yeah. sort of same matchup where I'm like, I can yeah. make an argument for either one. And I, I definitely it. would vote Sinister, but I'm not sh- – first of all, I'm not surprised at all, and I don't hate that Psycho won. Sure, That's, that's sure. the bit of the difference there. Yeah. Evil yeah. Dead beats Midsummer. Was not sweating that one. I I mean – No. Evil Dead 2 already advanced. <laughs> Evil Dead's going to be a newer movie. <laughs> On a selfish side, a little bit tough of a matchup. I would have liked to see really Mid- Midsummer matchup. matched up with something else because I think it m- – had a chance of moving on to the next round. Had zero but chance. But against, happen. yeah, against the Evil Dead, you're no chance. Almost any movie's losing yeah. to that. So I'm not uh, surprised. A big upset here. We get no love for Jordan Peele. Back to back matchups. The Ring at number 26 beats number seven, Us. The which I actually have a people? bigger problem with that than I do number 30, Signs beats number three, Get Out. The Ring is, I think I have it. I I only you think it's twenty six because of yours. I you have, have it very low, low, dude. Yeah. The ring was <laughs> yeah. boring as crap. So 
both are on. I'm I am surprised signs beat get out, but I guess I'm not as shocked at the the ring over us. It's just I didn't know the ring had that much of a fan base. I don't know that it does. And yeah, I'm calling out the horror community a little bit here. Man, the horror Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> the horror community. That was the horror community getting at me right there for what I'm yes, about they were. to say. Um, the horror community just loves the. They love to love on the older movies more than they the do. newer ones. And not to say that The Ring is an older movie because it's still, what, early 2000s, I think? I want to say 02. Um, I think that's right. Um, and when you have Us and Get Out, which is like 2017 and yeah, 2019, 21 like or something. Yeah. Um, so I'm not surprised exactly that that happened, but it really pisses me off because Us and Get Out are both in their own respect, way better movies I mean, than The Ring and Signs. I way like better. the Signs one. I don't know if I would, you know, do it, but... You shut I'm your a mouth. Huge fan of signs, you shut your mouth. Knock it off number... Get Out did not win. They got a bye and then lost, so they never won a the match. The three seed. The overall yeah. three seed. Yeah. Whether it should be or not, I still think at some point we need to do like a... We each get a re-ranking or something. I definitely cause... overrated it a tiny bit, but that's okay. That's okay. I still think it would be in the top 10, though. Uh, for sure it would be top 10, yes. Um, enormous we had upsets either way. Halloween, of course, beats Cabin in the Woods as it wins the as whole thing. Should. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Evil Dead Rise beats Child Play. Wasn't a huge fan of that. Not going to lie. Not a huge fan of that. Oh, you would have had Child's Play over? I think I would have had Child's Play. It's fun. Interesting. Child's Play is really it is. fun, man. It's it a really is. fun. The little person starts running around with the knife. That's knife-tude. so funny. Yeah, that's so funny. But oh, seriously, it's it's a franchise starter. It's True. done well. It's not amazing, but it's done well. And not that Evil Dead Rise was bad, but it's we've seen multiple of the same one. And they do a good job of it. It's just it's so tough for me to pick a third one when so much of it is I guess it's not bad. I mean, it is ranked higher because the quality of it is higher. I just well, really like a franchise yeah. starter like a child's play over a third, or it's more than third in the line, but third that we've done. I like that Evil Dead Rise won there. I, I hmm. think that's the right choice. Um, not yeah. to shit on child's play, because I still agree with you, child's play is a fun movie. Um, I kind of think this matchup, Evil Dead Rise, because it's an Evil Dead movie. You know what I mean? I don't think oh, 100% it's, com- that's it's why. completely. 100% yeah. that's why it won. I have yeah, no yeah. doubt about that. Yeah. But also, I'm surprised because Child's Play has the name recognition. I mean, I know Evil Dead does too, but it's still an Evil Dead I, sequel. It's not the original. This is the original yes. Child's Play. I was not I expecting think, that upset. I agree. I think going into that matchup, I was expecting Child's Play to win. I agree for, with for sure. Completely. Yeah. The final one, I guess I'm not surprised by, I, and I also agree with it, but Hereditary beats It Chapter 2. It's ranked higher and just, we we were not super kind to It Chapter 2 already, so not shocking there. Yeah. You know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh. This is where I'm going to go apoplectic. 17 seed, Evil Dead 2. Okay, this is the scary 16. We're on the scary 16 round. Number 17, Evil Dead 2 beats number one, The Conjuring. That is not an opinion. That is blatantly false. You cannot watch those two movies and tell me, however you vote, you like Evil Dead 2 more? Evil, Evil Dead 2 is better? Evil Dead 2 has added more? is more effective. There's nothing you can tell me Evil 2 is better. Evil Dead 2 is better at than The Conjuring. Literally nothing. Hear me now. Nothing. The fact that The Conjuring was knocked out in the scary 16 invalidates almost this entire poll. Davis, you can go. 
I don't disagree. I mean, I it's exactly it's what we just weeks about. ago now, and I'm still mad. <laughs> that was so long ago. <laughs> I low key forgot this is where the Conjuring lost. Honestly, um, I, it's kind of what we just talked about with Evil Dead Rise versus Child's Play. I think Evil Dead Two won because it's an Evil Dead movie. Um, and and that's the other thing a little bit Conjuring's about the horror popular, community though. Like I know, but that's the other thing a little bit about the horror community is they do love to shit on the big studio horror. Well, books. that's stupid. They're dumb. <laughs> I don't disagree. I just. I, I knew certain things were going to happen within this uh, bracket here, and I was not. I was not I'm, expecting that. I was not. I was not expecting the Conjuring to get to a Final Four at all, or the feel fear. What was it? The Fatal Four. Fatal Four. There's but so many good ones the, you can do. Fearful Four, Fatal Four, Frightful I know, Four. There's a lot. At least Four. At least the Evil Eight. At least. I know. I agree. I agree. I. But like no, I said, it gets I knocked out by a good but not great sequel. Evil yeah. Dead 2. Uh, yeah. We then have – we're back on track here. This one was going to set me off too. Nightmare on Elm Street does hold off Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Thank goodness. That is very correct. Did not know it was Definitely a battle of the uh, – battle of the heavyweights though for yes. – Yes, it was. For being in the, in the scary 16 here. Um, 100%. Yeah. Uh, but I agree, actually, I agree, I agree. Elm Street completely deserved to go on. And I know you and I actually talked about these next two. One, Insidious Beat Saw, I totally agree, would mm-hmm. not have been shocked if the brand name of Saw Correct. won yeah. out. And I don't Correct. remember being very close. So shout out for getting that one. I was kind of ready for Saw to win. But then, and I, I'm actually kind of surprised by this one. 21 Extras beats out five Shining. Those are both iconic. I do agree Exorcist is a little more iconic in the horror community, but Shining is our number five. It's iconic in and of itself. Yeah. I'm, I was a little surprised Shining did not win that one. I Yeah, I definitely am a little bit surprised too. Um, but I agree with you. Exorcist might be – no, not even might be. It, it probably is more of an icon in the yeah. you know, horror mu- movie thing. And I don't, I don't know how much of this I believe is true. The Shining may not fit in enough to typical horror movie stuff, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know. Stephen King horror and the rest of horror is, like, just different. You know it what I mean? Different. It is different. But Shining's very, very popular. It's, I agree. I agree. I just wonder how much of people might not see it as much of People might see it more of a thriller in some senses than it's flat out horror. And I wonder yeah, that's if that true. And like Exorcist is to just do. too much of a juggernaut, as we saw, obviously, yeah, with that. Yeah. Um, on the other side, uh, not shocked by this, but very saddened, and I disagree. 18 Psycho knocks off number two, It. And again, I'm going to go back to my same thing. I think It's better in every way. I think the story's better. I think the scariness of it's better. I think the quality's better. And I understand, even judging it for its time, I think the quality is better. Like, obviously, it's better. Yeah. It's, one of our newest movies and one of our oldest movies, but even for its time, it it chapter one is done so well. It is done so Agreed. well. Um, so I don't I understand it because it's the name recognition, but I just totally disagree. Um, we do then get things a little bit more back on track. Ten Evil Dead beats number twenty six. The have. Ring. It would never happen, but I would have lost my shit if the Ring beat. Evil Which Dead. I yeah, I knew wasn't going to happen just because Evil Dead is such a tank. That yeah, I knew there was yeah. no way, regardless of anything the ring could do. Um, but we're back on track there. 
We then also have, back again, on track on this one. <laughs> yeah, the, re- the next couple. 14 Halloween beats 30 signs. Saw that one coming. Oh, the next couple? Uh, what do you mean? Oh, I'm actually yeah, surprised yeah. by this one. Six Hereditary beats Evil Dead Rise. I was kind of resigned to the fact that Evil Dead Rise Evil is Dead just going to win out. They're going to have three of the so, four okay, final four. How do you beat Child's Play, an old classic, over Hereditary, which is a newer one? How's that happen? That is interesting. How did Hereditary that, get that to the... That seems very counterintuitive to the way the rest new. of the bracket went. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it feels very counterintuitive how the, the whole bracket went. It's the only went. time a new one wins over... That's not a part of a franchise. Like, Evil Dead Rise knocked off Child's Play, but it was a part of an old franchise. Yeah. This one really didn't make any sense why it Hereditary It felt counterintuitive, went. but at the same time... I know. Is it I mean, it's indie? It's like it's more of an indie horror, a little bit, but I also just think like a lot of people kind of see Hereditary as one of the best horror movies in a long time. That's the one they actually will agree. Give like to. yes, yeah, yeah. It's man. No, it's so not. It's it. an incredible movie. What are you talking about? It takes number us to six. The, it should be like number three, if you ask me. Takes us to the Evil Eight. Fittingly, starting off with Evil Dead Two. Getting knocked off by number nine, Nightmare on Elm Street. I know we both agree on this one. That is correct. It is, but again, not even a surprising. In my mind, surprising a little bit to how we saw the rest of the bracket go. It wouldn't have been yes, crazy to bit, see Evil Dead Two win that. But yeah. it was it, no, would not have been shocking. I was pretty resigned at this point to anything yeah, yeah. happening. But that is correct. So, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street gets the first Fatal Four spot. We then get the Exorcist at twenty one, knocking off number four, Insidious. Knew that was coming, even though it was way yeah. lower ranked. The way the whole I, thing I, had been going, I knew I that honestly was don't. I wouldn't have loved to see either one of those in the final four, though. Like, I, yeah, I don't know yeah, why probably. in particular. It's a weak bracket. When you look over there and that, that side, shining, yeah, yeah. I would have liked Scream. Like, I mean, Insidious is really good. I, I, for my personal, I'd be fine with them getting there. But, like, yeah, there's I probably not, would have like, rather seen The Shining get out of that side. Probably. Probably. Over The yeah. Exorcist. Yeah. Yeah. But again, uh, the I'm side, not surprised that the Exorcist is the one that makes it out of that yeah, side of the brain. No, not surprised. And then the other two were the, the honestly, the Evil Eight was probably the most boring round. It was very the other predict- two were so <laughs> obvious. <laughs> yeah. Number ten, Evil Dead Skunks. Number eighteen, Psycho. And number fourteen, Halloween. I think may have unanimously, or, or if not, it was like one or two votes for number six, yeah. Hereditary. But that one was like a slaughter. Uh, yeah, so it takes yeah. us to the Fatal Four, which was honestly about what you'd expect i'd about to say you... i don't i don't think we made predictions before no, the bracket but, is... but it's pretty close to what i would have guessed yes uh we have but i i was let's start on the right side first because i knew that was probably going to be it evil dead mm. i was hoping would we have a lot of people you know a lot of evil dead fans but halloween is such a classic it might be the right. classic right so number 14 halloween does beat number 10 evil dead which i would agree with um but i i, I could be with. I could be convinced either way. I'm just I would have voted for all, but I, I you know, I understand. I yeah, the advantages I understand. I understand it. I absolutely wanted Evil Dead to get in yeah. over Halloween. This one I was very intrigued by. Number nine, Nightmare on Elm Street, and number twenty-one, The Exorcist. We're going into this. We have talked very highly of Nightmare on Elm Street. No yeah. doubt we would pick it to win. I was fairly surprised it won pretty convincingly over The Exorcist. I did to expect get to it the be closer. Yeah, I didn't expect it because I expected the Exorcist to win and honestly, maybe win handily. I was, I know we text about this. I was ready, like, Exorcist wins 70% or something or 80%. I absolutely thought that was going to happen. Very surprised to see Nightmare on Elm Street win. So, our championship overall, this has not been what I would have predicted Halloween versus, I would have done 
Halloween versus the winner of Exorcist Shining would have been my before the tournament championship. I still um, wouldn't have been surprised if uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre had made it to the championship. That man. would have not surprised me at all. I guess, yeah, that's true. It's just, man, it is such a low quality movie. I'll keep but saying that. Of the possible championships I would have seen, this is one of the ones I would have probably potentially yep. guessed. This makes and a lot like, of sense. And it does make a lot of sense. Number nine seeded A Nightmare on Elm Street versus number 14 Halloween. I know. It's very obvious which side we fit on. Not crapping on Halloween. It's still a quality film, especially for its time. Yeah, yeah. I really don't think it's a question, though. If you watch those back-to-back and you're unbiased, I think most people would pick Nightmare on Elm Street. It's scarier. More action happens. It's just more of a fun movie in general. It's wild because I've – I don't know if it's the same for you. I've seen Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween both one time. Yep. Only one time. Yep. There has been random – moments in the days months whatever since we watched that movie that i'll think back on it and i find myself so often going man nightmare on elm street's a great movie like just yes. random times throughout my I, day I'm i like, feel God, that's a great I don't, movie i don't remember negatives about halloween but i don't remember positives and i i remember a couple of things i like but i remember a lot of positives on, on nightmare on elm street yeah, and i will yeah. i'll watch them both again but i will watch nightmare on elm street again and we would have both gone that way i don't think it would have been very close and I will say, a lot of votes. I think our most voted on matchup was the championship. So we do appreciate that. Thank you for all shout the Shout out to everybody who voted. Yeah. Shout yes. Out to everybody who voted. And it was very close. I think I, I, I'm not looking at the overall percentage, but I want to say it was like 55 to 45, maybe a little less than that. Maybe yeah. 54, 46, something like that. Pretty close, yeah. honestly. But the edge does go to number 14 overall Halloween. Knocks off number nine on Nightmare on Elm Street. I know we would have not agreed with that, but hey, it's why we have the bracket. Again, Thank you all for voting. We do appreciate yes. it. Yeah. Um, we will do a version of this again. I, we're we're going to try to do something between each season just to keep um, the attention up to to the podcast. Keep, you know, the interaction We're desperate going. for attention. That's what we're yeah, We're definitely – we will do the bracketing. <laughs> I don't think it will be between season three and four. I don't think we can do a back-to-back years. But our ultimate goal, we've I don't know if we will stop we the podcast. We could like just season three. You know what I mean? Could be, yeah. And I I – we don't know when or we'll stop a, the podcast. Oh, a reverse bracket where you're picking the worst one that could oh, get interesting. Oh yes, that would that be could get very interesting. interesting. Um, it's really uh, we don't know when we'll finish this podcast, but our goal from the beginning has get at the very least to get to a hundred. Especially with these movies ranked out of one to one hundred, it'd be nice to have a hundred scary movies. So we have a best, a worst. They're all one to a hundred. Maybe Not we'll stop there. there. Maybe we'll go beyond. But you know, well, this fifty. So oh, oh my god. Now that we've gotten those grievances out of the way, let's go to season three now. Episode 50 in chapter two. Davis, before we get to the things we had mentioned before, plot and scariest and funniest, all those. He always has a history breakdown for us. This one very interesting um, because I think I'd seen this one before, but remembered next to nothing about it. So, Davis, what? it's also a little confusing with Patrick Wilson since he's in the Conjuring franchise that we love so much. I think it's also... <laughs> All my memories of him in scary movies are pretty much, you know, conjuring um, as Ed Warren. But anyway, what history do you have for us for Insidious Chapter D? Oh, first of all, great job using <laughs> Chapter D. I, I don't know why. That's one of my favorite things to do for a Chapter Two. I don't know why. It just sounds so good. First of all, how about a recent uh, history? How was Scary Boy Summer, Ryan? Was it scary oh, enough it was for terrifying, you? Man. Was it boy? <laughs> was it boy enough for you? I guess. I guess it was bull. 
not many girls, so I guess that was definitely boy enough. <laughs> so it was a pretty terrifying one. What about you, Davis? How was your scary boy summer? I mean, like I said, I've been in Aruba for like six months, so not as much scary. It's pretty awesome. But plenty of beach boy, if you know what I mean. I don't actually yeah. don't know what I mean by that. But... Yeah. But we were talking about this. <laughs> and All that is pretty scary. <laughs> it's pretty scary if you ask me. <laughs> we were talking just a second ago. I am was baffled by this. And you just kind of mentioned it. I don't think I'd seen this movie before. I think this was a true first watch for me. And Which is said, so weird, right? I know. Like, especially... not, I, haven't, I haven't seen Insidious a ton of times, but at least three, maybe four. Like, I think this is yes. my second one. And like I said, it basically felt like a first. Yeah, and it's surprising because especially for me, knowing that the first Insidious movie is probably one of my favorite modern horror movies. Um, and I just felt like... It just felt like a given that, yeah, like, of course I've seen Chapter 2. Like, why wouldn't I have seen it? It was around, it probably only came out, like, a couple years after the first one, I would say. Um, and I looked, I think it was 3, I want to say 2010 to 2013. I think that's right. Yeah, so I was just baffled that I'd never seen it before. I got halfway through I know. I don't remember a single Now, I do know, of, I have not seen any since. I do know that. I've not seen any since. I can't agree with that. I can't agree with that. I've I know not seen that. any since either. Um, but yeah, shoot, let's get into this. Um, Insidious Chapter 2, directed by James Wan, the only other movie in the Insidious franchise besides the original that's directed by James Wan. Um, five total films, we probably said this in the first uh, Insidious movie episode that we did. If That's back in Season 1, if you want to go back and listen to that. Um which would be smart because I think there could be some carryover from uh, I mean, things like winners and losers into the second one. It's, it's a, a true, of... it's a true sequel. It is a true chapter two it to is... Insidious. You know, I mean, it literally happens the next day and builds on itself and goes back to the. Oh yeah, a true Big Halloween time. too, if you know what I mean. You know, just it's, I mean, very true. Just very a continuation. True. That's, that's of the seconds later. Yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. right. Immediate. <laughs> yeah. But five films in the franchise total. The most recent coming out. Uh, this year, 2023, called The Red Door, I believe, which I didn't like you had kind of said these past three movies of the franchise I had also not seen. But apparently three and four are both prequels to chapter one, chapter two, just the collective story. But the most recent movie is a sequel, a direct sequel to Insidious Chapter Two. So weird okay, timeline, so but okay. Well, I know it's why it's got a uh, what's her name? Um, yeah, the, the most recent one I think centers uh, around Elise, I believe. I was gonna say like, yeah, they're gonna be about Elise because she's clearly like the straw that stirs the drink here in this. Which why yeah. you kill her off in the first one when it's pretty clear it's like they, built around they, her. It's like yeah, strange. They probably, they probably got to the second movie and were like, ooh, we should have kept her. Wow. Okay, how do we work around this? It, it just doesn't make any sense because like it's built around her. Like it's built. The yeah. second one's like all about her, and she's not even alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that's what that's what happens, though, to a certain extent. I mean, James, this is one of, well, the first Insidious movie was not like his first horror movie because those go to the no. Saw, the Saw franchise, but this still is fairly early ish in his mm -hmm. career, I guess. Yeah, so it is. it is. He probably wasn't, you know, making the first movie, planning for a um, and, a sequel. I mean this. We'll get into the second one. Definitely, it seems like it was planned, but 
that aspect, I mean, it feels like it would have been something cool to do in the first one. Like, hey, she's the one that wards him off, but let's kill her off. It'll be exciting, and, like, yeah. you know, no one will see it coming. But then it's like, man, we really shouldn't have done that. Like, yeah. I love her. <laughs> Instant regret. Instant yep. regret. Yep. Um, but also, what else do we have here? Music by jo- Joseph Bashara, who has been used many times by James Wan. Also, I can Joseph Bashara that. is the guy that plays the nun, plays um, – mm-hmm. or is he the one that plays – I'm pretty sure he's the one who plays the nun. I think that's right. Plays um, – The devil guy in the first Insidious, right? Yes, plays the lipstick demon in the first Insidious movie. Um, I think the lipstick demon comes up in one of the other Insidious movies also, um, but he plays it then. Plays um, – what's the name? Uh, Bathsheba in the first Conjuring mm. movie. Um, those are some heavy hitters, man. I mean, dude has a those, just a terrifying those, face, apparently. <laughs> I swear I could do the music, though. I'm not gonna lie. Hey, how just dare like, you? No, just like we'll get to that later on. Just, we'll just, get that. How <laughs> dare you? Absolutely not. I'm not saying it's not good. I'm just like, I don't think it takes mm. that much talent. No, we'll <laughs> get into that later then. Um, the hospital used for the film um, that a lot of it was shot in Linda Vista Community Hospital has used been been used for over 30 movies, shows, and music videos, including a movie that we have done before, Ryan. What movie do you think that we've done before? Halloween 2. Bingo! Starting off the season hot. From D, baby! off the season hot. It's funny you say that, because I I remember, not not that I thought they looked alike, but it... reminded me of halloween too when they're like walking down i was like oh you know it's i'd not I think mean, it was it, the same place but one of the few uh horror i don't know if we've done any other horror movie that mainly takes place in a hospital but it's yes. gotta be a pain in the butt dude hey we want to shoot a movie there oh gosh again <laughs> all right everyone go somewhere else you got any you got any problems like we're well, gonna shut down me, for three months makes me think like is it just an abandoned hospital at this point like sure i know seriously you know what i mean you live near there. You got to be like, it's a, it's a real toss up. If you can even get in, there's always shooting <laughs> exactly. stuff there. Exactly. Nelly's in town, so I don't know if we can get in. <laughs> classic Nelly hospital music video. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. <laughs> um, there. What else do we have here? There's a scene where they go to Elise's um, house in the movie, and there's a African tribal painting on the wall. That same painting is used in Paranormal Two and Paranormal or Paranormal Activity Two and Paranormal Activity Three. Which now looking back, I actually think I know which painting it is, which is interesting. I'd have to go but, back and look, but maybe I'd recognize. I, I did not catch that. I think you might. I think you might. Um, there's a movie playing in the background on one of the scenes that is called Carnival of Souls from 1962. I don't particularly think we'll be doing that movie anytime soon. I don't know. We'll see. Stay tuned. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but it apparently has a lot of similarities to insidious and was definitely used mm. as an influence to the movie um and this one i absolutely did not re- recognize at all probably for good reason because it's fairly quick and it's it's not super significant but uh the final scene of the movie when the little girl answers the door uh-huh. do you happen to know who that was the actress the little girl no yeah, I don't blame you because I didn't realize it at all. No. Uh, it is Jenna Ortega who has oh, really? starred in the most recent Scream movies and the recent Wednesday Adams uh, Netflix series. She was so. in a U season three of U, I think, or maybe yeah, four, that's whatever. Correct. That's really cool. That's correct. No, I did not. Uh, she's didn't really very look at young. Her. No, she's very young. Go, like you even can I looked, tell it's her, right? Kind of. I looked at pictures after I yeah. like saw that note, and I was like, even looking at her. I mean, she's so young that I was like, I probably wouldn't have. If I looked hard during the movie, I probably wouldn't have recognized her. 
she uh she's been working for a while jeez <laughs> she's been she she's is. been around for a decade she's got the spooky uh the spooky she, industry she, in her corner as well yeah i'm looking at the pictures that does not really look like that's her. the yeah, whole thing like, she looks so young that like there's no way that doesn't really look like her now which makes sense this is 10 years ago so i mean yeah she she's not that old been, now i don't know how old she is but she's she not that been old. like 14 i don't know maybe younger than that i have no idea but but yeah hmm. One other note, but we'll get into it once she would have been 10. She's 21 now. This was probably shot 11 years ago, so she would have been 10. Makes sense. You do a lot of uh, pubertizing and growing up between 10 and 21. Quite a bit. Can confirm. I've been (laughs) been there. (laughs) So let's get to the plot of Insidious Chapter 2. How's that sound, Davis? Season 3. Let's get into well, it. My in goodness, 1986, Lorraine Lambert summons demonologist Wait, Elise Rayner. Hold on. I feel like it's been a while. I don't really remember. Um, no, no, I don't. I'm tripping. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. To help Just her time out. You thought. Oh. You thought. <laughs> if you oh. haven't seen the movie before, we're about to break Never down the plot and everything. In, in, in it. <laughs> All spoilers included, so screw you if you're afraid of spoilers. (laughs) Also, this movie's from 10 years ago. But at the same time, I thought I'd seen this movie, and it clearly hadn't, so Mm -mm. fuck that up. Um, We're about to go through everything in the plot, so if you want to pause now, go watch the movie. It is currently on HBO. I think it's maybe currently on Amazon Prime also. I think I might have seen that. But get get HBO Max, everybody. Just get it. My God, we're in a whole different season. It is now moved to Max. I don't know if it was previously Max in the previous season. I think it it was near the end of last season. I don't know. It might not have been. But just call it HBO Max here. Like, come on. I'll always call it HBO. That's what it is. Um, Currently there to stream. You can also, of course, go rent it from Apple, Amazon. Nerd. Go buy the Blu-ray. Does anybody have Blu-rays anymore? That'd be interesting. I mean, I have an Xbox, so technically, you know. I, I know, but when's the last time you bought a Blu-ray? Bought one? Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> Do you remember when those came out? And it was like, oh my god, it was a big deal. You're getting DVDs and you don't get a Blu-ray? Okay, nerd. Nerd. <laughs> We're back. We're back with the synchronized <laughs> yeah. so, nerd call. <laughs> now, in 1986, Lorraine Lambert summons demonologist Elise Rayner to help her son Josh, who's being haunted by the spirit of an old woman. While searching for any paranormal phenomena in their home, Elise's arm is slashed by an unseen but physical force. She insists they must suppress Josh. Gash. It was like it was a serious one too. Yeah, she, I wish we would have got a warrior, a better look at it. And she shook yeah. it off. She just kind of rolled the <laughs> she, sleeve down. She just goes. By the way, the woman that this actress nails it like sounds just like the older actress who plays Elise. It was very impressive. Glad you brought it up, Ryan, because. That is not her voice. That is the oh, other is actress, really? actress's voice dubbed on top uh, of her. That makes way more sense because I was like, because I thought so too. I was thing. like, what a great casting! Like she is, yes, doing she's so killing well. it. Like yeah. there's a certain inflection she has. It's very unique. I know. So like, that makes yeah. a lot. Because yeah. I even thought about that briefly. No, it sounds different. So clearly, it's my mind. Like they got me. I was even thinking about it. But they did the dubbing well enough to where you can't particularly oh, tell that it's overdubbed. You know. No, and and the cameras are right on her. It's not like she's way in the background. Yeah, you know, no, it's, absolutely. It's impressive. You get full mouth very shot. impressive. Just like I like. Anyways. Beautiful. <laughs> she insists that they must suppress Josh's astral projection abilities for his own safety and plant altered memories in his brain. 25 years later, Josh's wife, Renee Lambert, is under questioning about the death of Elise. That was at the end of Insidious 1. 
Mm-hmm. She's warned that if Josh's fingerprints are found at the crime scene, he'll be prosecuted for Elise's murder. Josh, Renee, and say, her children. The whole uh, murder investigation felt really pretty casual. <laughs> I can't well, it was flimsy. Like they were too it worried flimsy. about it. Yeah. No, it was flimsy. Hey, we know he did. And then later on, it's like, spoiler. It's like, you know, oh, it's not his fingerprints. Like, okay. Like, sure. Elise is dead. No one really cares. Like, it's just kind of like, she's dead. Whatever. I mean, but at the same time, it's like, you had multiple people in that house. Nobody has an alibi, really. Yeah. Josh no, probably it was Josh. had something to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, not only is it probably him, if the fingerprints don't fit when you then, like, question someone else in the house, like, nah, we still think it's Josh. And it's like, exactly. His cops exactly. are not great. Not, <laughs> no. not fantastic. Which Josh, Renee, and their it's children. It's a horror movie. When are the cops? Dalton, Dalton, Foster, and Callie relocate to Lorraine's house where they, again, of course, begin to encounter strange paranormal events. Dalton tells his mother that he has been having bad dreams about a woman in a white dress, as well as hearing Josh talk to an unseen figure. Renee receives a call from the police saying that the fingerprints that we were just ma- talking about do not match Josh's, but a woman in white in a white dress attacks Renee while Josh hears a voice urging him to kill his family. Specs and Tucker, we remember Renee. these guys. I mean, yes, absolutely yes. floors her with a slap. It was a backhand, dude, wasn't it? Isn't it a backhand? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Bag. Yeah, because it uh, it was enough to knock her out as well. It sends her flying. I mean, she like t- I'm pretty sure she leaves, she leaves the ground. I think she maybe hits the wall. I can't remember. She oh, yeah. she goes through a table. It's going like a little. Oh, right. I'm pretty that's sure right. she like she takes off. Like she takes she's flight. out. She's out long enough to where Josh comes home later and picks her up and puts her on the couch. Like she's not waking up. She's no out. out. It was a it was a slap, man. Yeah. <laughs> Specs and Tucker. Before. Right. In the first movie, Specs gets slapped yeah. by a <laughs> they get beat up. I mean, absolutely across the room. Dude. <laughs> well, that's the and those are Specs and Tucker. They're fun. They they really ham up the uh, comedic relief in this one with Specs and Tucker. Like ham they, they kind of were that in the first one. Good that's all they are in this. One. Yeah. Good that's, that's all they are. Uh, they are Elise's former associates. I don't even like saying that. They're basically still her associates because Elise is still around. She's sure. still like <laughs> working right. with them. Uh, they show the. Ran a videotape of the 1986 investigation enhanced to reveal an adult Josh standing behind the young Josh. They contact Elisa's former colleague, Carl, who attempts to contact Elisa's spirit. They're told to find answers at an abandoned hospital where they shoot rap videos and movies. You know, on this universe, <laughs> okay. but I never said ours. anything about rap videos, by the way. You I thought you said music t- videos. I thought I you said, said music videos. videos. Rap doesn't have a corner. Rap, rap some music I mean, games. It's 2023. Wake up. So, you know what? Well played. That was actually really well played. Lorraine used to work as a doctor at this hospital. Lorraine recounts the story 25 years ago when a patient named Parker Crane, who is admitted, who was admitted for trying to castrate himself, had assaulted Josh. She saw Parker some days later when she asked the nurse, why was he out of the bed? And the nurse seemed confused and told Lorraine, Lorraine that he had jumped to his death just the day before. So, she couldn't have possibly seen Parker Crane. Ooh. Ooh. The group goes to the Honestly, Crane family. We're talking home. about Scary Boy Summer. Castrating yourself? That's Scary Yikes, Boy Summer. Man. Why would he do that? You're probably asking. Well, let's find out. The also, also group... but did he was he successful? I don't know. No, remember they say he tried. He... I don't think he was. Well, okay. Not so scary boy summer then. That's still pretty scary. That's probably some oh, scarring. Okay. If you're not successful, it's fine down there. I don't think it is fine. <laughs> you still tried. <laughs> still tried. Like, geez, if I didn't try by like slapping it. Uh, we the, both in there. 
the group goes to the Green family home where Lorraine <laughs> is attacked by the spirit of Parker's mother, Michelle, who calls herself Mother Mortis. The group finds a secret room containing numerous corpses, a black wedding gown, and newspaper clippings. Carl touches the gown and discovers Parker to be a serial killer known as, quote, the bride in black who kidnapped and murdered many women while dressed as a woman himself. Parker has been forced to kill his victims at the behest of his mother's spirit. Again, though, why dressed up as a woman? Why trying to castrate himself? These things seem anti-man. I mean, it is 2023, but why would he be doing this? You know, what's going on here? He's a big fan of the movie Psycho, I would say, right? That would add up. It's, it adds up, doesn't it? Yeah, would add up? <laughs> it's right in line. <laughs> Josh's body begins to slowly deteriorate, and Renee realizes he is possessed. Lorraine insists they all get away from Josh. Carl, Spex, and Tucker arrive to drug him, but he subdues them. We'll say sending Spex and Tucker. That's just a, like, man, the peanut gallery. They're not getting him down. That is, also, I mean, literally, all he does is hits, he, what, hits Spex into the wall. All he does is then Tucker falls on top of, it's unbelievable. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I, there's definitely a, a spectrum in horror movies as to what strength ghosts have. This might be the height, the height of the spectrum of ghost strength. It's up there. Like, it is way up there. He's very strong, especially using human form. Because usually it's like that's their the thing. form. We're not even using... like, this isn't like demon strength. It's just flat out dead person strength. You know what I mean? It's dead person strength. We're at the strength. height exactly. of it. Absolutely. Um, Carl awakens in the spirit realm of the further, where he meets the spirits of the real Josh and Elise. The time moves non-chronologically there, as we've seen before, and Josh is able to communicate with himself as a child and to locate Parker's house in, again, quote, the further. Meanwhile, in the physical world, the possessed Josh ambushes Lorraine and Renee. She escapes to the basement with the children, and Dalton voluntarily enters the further to help his father. Anything you wanted to add there? Didn't I just want to... I like the... all right i like the representation of the further and kind of like purgatory and how they do that in this in the in the insidious one and two movies i think it's interesting how they do that and kind of how they play with the spirits and how they kind of move in and out through time it's one of the better like we've seen further or upside down. I mean, the upside down is not the exact same same thing in Stranger Things, but like, it's just a very good representation, I think, of what you would think of a spirit world. Yeah, exactly. Like, Like, how everyone moves, and it's like, it's, everything's kind of hazy, you move slowly, but also fast. It's it's done very well. Yeah, like, I have no no, uh, facts to back this up, but I would believe that that's like, if there is like a purgatory, that would be realistic. Like, that's what I would believe it to be. Yeah. I mean, why not? Sure. There, (laughs) there, Josh and the others find Parker's house where they witness Michelle abusing him and forcing him to act like a girl. Hmm. We got some identity issues here. Mm, Elise mm -hmm. saves Josh and appears to destroy Michelle's spirit, which stops the possessed Josh from murdering his family in the real world. Carl and Josh escape it. Don't know how that works in the further. How do you destroy someone's spirit? You know what I mean? That's the only part that about the further. I never got that vibe. Like I didn't like because you like beat it up. Yeah. Doesn't I don't but, think you could but beat that's up thing. a spirit to like kill it. That's know. the whole thing is like there was something to it being destroyed because like then the house kind of not like melts but starts dissipating around them. So it's like I know something was done to the spirit. I just there's enough gray area, you can definitely kind of make it do whatever you want. Like, oh you did kill it uh, yeah. here, you didn't kill it here, you know, like it's it's a spirit. I just need more I just need more info on that. 
No, I agree like, with that. I agree. Is it that. is it just a rocking horse? Is that all you need to destroy somebody's spirit? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Man, that's all it takes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a big part of scary movie lore, the rocking horse. So wouldn't make sense. What else? Uh, let's not dive into that. It's been in conjuring the... movies. Like we've seen. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Rocking horse slash rocking chair. Anything that Oof. moves easily going to be creepy rocking chair doesn't get me as much rocking horse is freaking terrifying <laughs> like that really is it's like, just scary. the kid aspect man kids are creepy <laughs> as shit i don't know kids. why kids, kids are creepy shit carl and josh escape and dalton leads them back to the living world allowing josh to finally regain control of his body the lambert family is finally reunited with josh and dalton once again having their memories suppressed by, by carl because that worked so well the first time some time later <laughs> Sometime Wait, later, Specs and I mean, seriously, I, they like I'm now ready to be totally uh, removed. Like that did not work. We've the been first here time. before. <laughs> you're you're in this problem because yeah. you did that. Like whatever. In fact, you went into the further and saw that you've been here before. I'm expecting the most recent one where they go back, like in the the red door insidious. That like that was a mistake. Erases yeah. like, it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've already seen that as a problem. Why would you? I know you don't want to think about it, but like you've seen how it's not a good thing long term. You've seen. That. Yeah. Also, we gotta bring later, up. Uh, in the plot before Josh comes back to his body he, and he is trying to uh, definitely trying to kill his, I guess, wife and son more so his son. Right. I think that's, it was his main objectives was to kill the son. Yeah. But I think he got to the point. Like you're both going, it was you both. Know. Yeah. But he was going full uh, Jack Torrance, man. Full, full shining. Oh, on that door. oh, was he, I had made a note in the scare, uh, <laughs> scariest moment, but it, Felt so it's, much like the shiny. It's it almost mirrors. It. Yeah, it's really almost mirrors it when he's attacking them the way they're running. He literally breaks down the door at one point where it's, there's like yeah, a I sliver. Know. I was like, oh my gosh, it's like, I know. Had to be a nod to this. Had to be. Yeah. All we're missing but is yes, the axe. It was a fire. I had a very. I had a very similar thought. That whole attack felt very shiny esque. Yeah. Um. Sometime later, especially Tucker said, arrive at a Joshy, house. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he arrive at a house <laughs> of a young family with Jenna Ortega. Oh my whose God. daughter Allison is in, in an unexplained coma. No one but Alice's younger sister, there she is, Jenna Ortega, can sense Elisa's spirit due to the this is potential ability of action. Clearly, that's what's going on. Who then passes between them, going to Allison, Allison's room. She's confronted by an unseen figure as sound is heard. Really setting up for you know another sequel here, which we don't get for quite a few years after this, 2013 to 2023. Yeah, but End scene a little exciting because it's the same sound that the the lipstick stick demon makes in the first movie. So yes. you're like, oh, is it going to come back? Oh, here uh, we go. We don't know apparently because all the rest are prequels coming up in three and yeah. four. So wait, that wait a make decade. Too much sense. Yeah, yeah. Wait a decade. We'll get to that. Don't Not worry. the best planning. Not the yeah. best planning overall. Here. So Davis. It is a scary movie. Let's get into how we usually break these things down. Oh what was God. the scariest moment of this movie? It's been so long. It's been so long since we've done all these things. You know what I mean? It's been too long, honestly. I agree. Because I typically go about my day, like every single day. What was the scariest moment? What was the best kill of this day? What? <laughs> typically, we don't do talk too. too much about the best kill. but um... Every now and then. They happen. They happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway. What are we on? I completely forgot what we're on. Uh, best kill? Moment scariest moment. Of okay, scariest, scariest moment. moment of movie. <laughs> oh, I don't know, dude. Um, man, we'll get more into this. I love the way James Wan sets up jump scares and like 
just he's a master you forever. Yes, absolutely. The setup for him on scares is insane. Yes, extremely, extremely good. But on top of like jump scares, you have plenty of creepier moments, you know, including and nothing really comes of it. But I love the scene where they find um, the killer's room with all the dead bodies covered by yeah. the sheets yep. and like sitting in church pews or whatever they were. That's such a creepy image. And I just wish there was mm-hmm. a scare that went along with it, but such a creepy. I was going to say, I feel like they did not use the corpses to their, they only have the one scare where like he's God, going through and he finds it's, the, I know it's so much, potential. there's a right? lot of potential with those. Yes. There's a lot. Cause they kind of do it later on when Josh is in the further and it's the same thing with the corpus corpses now like standing up with the sheets over them. But like the scare didn't work as better no. as much in that scene as it would have worked in the, mm-hmm. in the other one. But you have creepy stuff like that. I think there's a good amount of like ghosts moving in the background. That's creepy and stuff, but it's not very often these days that a horror movie genuinely gets me with a jump scare. And this movie actually got me with one. Um, and it is when I'm so intrigued now. I'm so intrigued. What was it? And I don't think it was particularly just like a super impressive jump scare or anything, but it's one where like the setup was so good to where it like lulled me into like the sense of safety or sense that like, Oh, we we've gotten past the part to where there should be a jump scare. You know what I mean? Um, and it's when, Ooh, I don't remember her name. Rose Burns character is kind of finally Renee. Renee is finally seeing the woman in the white dress in the house and getting like that manifestation of the ghost itself. And she like turns around and the uh, woman in the white, like jumps out and slaps her like that one. I don't know. I think there was just so much build up to it that it, and it just took so long to get there that I was genuinely surprised when it actually happened. And it, like I said, it, it is not very often in horror movies that I genuinely jump from a jump scare, but that one actually kind of got me. It's similar ish to the, like the demon face behind Josh in the first movie. It's the mm-hmm. same like sort of jump scare where it's, it's like a daytime scene. Um, you're not really getting much. It's this scene. You're actually getting a little bit more because the ghost is there already, but it's similar yeah. in that, you know, you have this thing in a semi tight shot that jumps out from behind somebody, but it absolutely does not touch the demon face scene from the first. No, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's an one all-timer. of the timer best jump scares of all time. Yeah. All timer. Well, what do you have? What is your? Uh, it is funny. That is actually the first one I wrote down, and I do them, you know, chronologically. Um, that that was not my top one, but that was really good. I thought uh, when um, Parker Crane is sitting up in the bed when Young Josh looks back at him. Another. Uh, I think that's that was. It didn't make me jump as much as the one I mentioned, but that one made me jump a little bit too. I feel like it's going to be there. Like, yeah, there's people in the room. It's daytime. Like, yeah, he's kind of creepy laying there, but you know. It does not seem like he's about to be right in his face, like grabbing. Absolutely, yeah. and I will say the actual grabbing part did not freak me out. It was more just the turning and he's sitting yes. up. Yeah, once he had kind of grabbed, him, I was like, uh, I didn't love no. that. As much. Yeah, you've lost. Um, <laughs> Get the off me Josh attacking the family. I even put in parentheses the shining question mark. I wanted to discuss that. We already did. Um, mm-hmm. That's a different type of scare. That's not the type of scares that get me. The one that I'm not going to say it got me, but it was pretty close. Like what the what I thought was the best scare that I thought was really effective, really good build up, but the payoff of it was dalton talking on those canes the two the two kids mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Dalton is using it 
and it's you know it's in the closet. So he realized he's talking to someone. And they're like, "Who is that?" The door slowly open, and then a woman quickly like runs. At- that was like freaky looking. Yeah, the way yeah. she like kind of has her back like kind of hunched and like you know kind of runs and like that's you just don't know what's going on. It happens quickly. And then you also can add on after that when he looks back and all the corpses are on him and start attacking. Yeah. I think that whole thing, but the slow buildup of talking on the can, it sounds really far away. And then someone just quickly runs out, even though it's not at him, yeah. just quickly runs out of it. I thought that was really good. I thought that it's was a, a really sequence. effective scare. And I put myself and in even... that situation, which, you know, I do that a lot with these. Like That's why I thought like <laughs> the stranger's really scared. That would freaking terrify me. If my closet's like slowly opening and someone, even if it's not at me, they just run out and go, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> that is terrifying. Or even so, I thought that was part of that scene is when he's talking to like through the can and like quickly the like the wire becomes tighter to the closet yes it's tight as well scary part yeah it's good it's good overall it's just a i think it's a really good scare um it's classic james wan where it's just slow quiet and then like yeah it's just something big like it's really effective so james james wan Uh, loves a closet now that i think about it he loves a good closet wardrobe type i think those are pretty scary that's pretty scary thing, i would agree you know, everybody's afraid you don't know of what's in closet there. a kid absolutely yeah also that closet looks just like mine uh, oh knows, shit it's, like a long, <laughs> it's not a walk it's, it's a long way open oh, like oh that's a little weird break in one um, day and put some metal cans and string in there no nah, nah, don't do that <laughs> uh what about the funniest moment davis what do you think i <laughs> i think to the average viewer you could easily go with some of like the banter back and forth between uh, Specs and Tucker. I will say it's a little bit more cheesy in this movie than in the first. Uh, in the it's first, it's way one. more overt, man. Yeah, it's way, way more in this one. But I will say one part of the cheesiness that they did in the movie that actually made me laugh was when they played uh, what Ninja Hunter Bear to decide who goes down the stairs first. I thought that was funny. And they're like talking about like a ninja would never lose to a bear. Like, of course it would kill the, bear. I thought that was funny. <laughs> that was funny. Um, but unintentional funny moment is when Tucker gets elbowed by Josh while they're struggling. And he doesn't just get elbowed, but he like gets elbowed and moves. And then all of a sudden like hits the wall two seconds later. It's slit. Yeah. It doesn't feel like that's something James Wan would have let. Dude, I, go. I made a note. It's not. It's not meant to be a joke, but it's not not meant to be a joke. Like the way <laughs> it, it's not it not is, meant dude. to be a joke. It looks rough though. It's just I don't know. It's just funny when movies have semi action sequences like that, and there's a stunt, if you want to call it that, that just is so poorly timed. It really doesn't make a lot of like you know, physics sense. Like there was no mm-hmm. way he's stumbling that far. And the wall is going to be the thing that knocks him out. Not the ghostly I elbow know. he just received. It's also just like the way he falls. And then like Tucker falls. It's like the whole thing is like, it's not meant to like, make you laugh, but it's definitely pretty goofy. We'll get to that a little bit later. I have, I have some more comments on that whole thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We'll tease. Um, some people you said would go with the banter and still is me. Because it was very it, everything is Specs and Tucker. There's a, they make a face when they see the little girl for the first time. Like you don't want to. If you're here, my mommy will make me kill you. And they just like go like wide eyes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like screw this, dude. Yeah, which again doesn't feel like something that would be like in this scary. You know. Yeah. Like it's a pretty 
freaky moment, and then that makes you laugh. But to me, the top thing had to be Specs and Tucker debating if the safe word is unicorn versus quesadilla. How would you get into the conversation? That was hilarious. Um, Which is funny because neither neither option is a good option. I know. <laughs> I don't know. How would you get quesadilla? And it's like, how would you get unicorn into a conversation? <laughs> uh, I love yeah. the whole – it's like quesadilla is easy. Oh, it's noon. It's lunchtime. It's quesadilla time. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what? <laughs> Uh, oh, Six is the best God. kill, Davis. What do you have? Because there wasn't really much fun, but I don't think there. I had Carl down, but then she goes, "I felt your heartbeat. You're actually yeah, still alive. alive." Oh, I believe Carl's alive. <laughs> alive. alive. So I think there's no kills. I mean, from so you don't even dis- know that Mo- Mother Mortis. That's what I put. Like even before okay, you I guess. wrote down the description, it was implied that like Elise was killing her. And I just I gotta never say, assume that they're dead. I just no, never I, assume I, I, I get that. Dead. But uh, I got to say, Elise, I don't know how heavy the rocking horse was, but she lifted that thing and pounded her multiple times with that rocking horse. If, if it can kill somebody, it can't be it light. It absolutely did, yeah. 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 Okay, another, uh, this is a whole side topic that I was thinking of watching the movie. There's a scene where they're in the old killer's house, right? And mm-hmm. they're like walking around investigating stuff and the chandelier starts unscrewing and, oh, yeah, classic, yeah. you have to dive to save the person from the yep. falling chandelier. How many times, do you, do we really believe that all chandeliers are lethal? Because I'm not convinced. All no, but ones that come to like a point that I feel like, that's, Even and the, they're that heavy. All see, the jewels the on it, that's, that's heavy. But I don't think all chandeliers are that heavy. I really no, don't. I think that I one see, was. I see. I see. I disagree. I think that was a smaller chandelier. This was a smaller, but it was all like very dense. Like I, I bet that thing nah, was a couple hundred pounds. Dog. My my back. <laughs> I've been doing back exercises and hop or uh, scary boy summer. That thing would bounce right off me, dude. I promise you. Maybe you. This is also Renee. Like, come on. We don't know her workout regimen, dude. Don't don't She's not put huge. her in a box. Don't put her in a box. I'm, put, I'm putting her in a box. No way. I'm dude. putting her in a box that a chandelier would kill her. I'm just saying. I think the world's become too afraid of chandeliers. I don't. Th- I don't think we need to actually be that afraid. Uh, yeah. I'd be, I, my bigger question is: none of those screws fell to the ground. Like that, they're all, like, I a thousand percent agree with that. That a hundred percent made a noise. Like no chance. Because if Even I saw if it one didn't fall fell. all the way to the ground, it would have hit something in the chandelier that would have made a noise. And if yes, I'm like, oh, anything move. That makes a noise in a scary house, you know it move. immediately. Move, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I don't. It, it takes that. one screw, like, oh, hey, that's how getting unscrewed. Let's yeah, hey, hey, that's probably about to fall. <laughs> or and then let's you, just you move go... two minutes later, it falls, and the ghost is like, dang it. let's go even beyond that hey uh this is a really old house maybe just going in here let's just not stand under anything in general you know let's just get ahead of it moving keep keep moving in older houses just don't stand anywhere for too long i agree winner and loser that's my that's my rant about chandeliers (laughs) i don't know if you were expecting that or not on our first episode of season three what about the winner and losers Mm. what do you think what's your winner Mm. i have a couple of insidious i have a couple okay um, one goes along with your scariest moment in that, uh, yes, Dalton was afraid and all of a sudden, you know, all the dead people show up, but he did exactly what any God fearing smart person would do. 
what do you do when you're scared in your bedroom? You go get under the covers. And guess what? It probably Classic. saved his life. It probably saved Classic. his life. I mean, his mom comes over and like the covers like ripped and stuff. They were trying, the ghosts were trying to get through those sheets and they were not successful. They were not getting through. Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. They were not. So shout out uh, to bed sheets because they will always protect you. Do always. not take your feet out of the bed sheets if you're afraid because you will get grabbed. Then you're dead. Guaranteed. Then you're dead. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Real winner. No, oh, I wish that was your real winner. That's good. That's good. <laughs> no, I think you're going to like this one too. And it's okay. impressive okay. because uh, we're going from a little bit of a loser in the first, even though I think you mm. maybe have made this a winner in the first Insidious movie. I can't exactly remember. But he was one of my losers in the first one, uh, being Specs, because he did get bitch slapped by a child across I, the room. I remember that. You did make him yes. a loser. I do yes. remember that. Yes. yes. Um. But we're adding one, Specs and Tucker being the winner of this movie. And oh, it's not okay. because of their cheesy banter. I thought it was very interesting that after Specs got elbowed, got, ran into the wall, unexplainably really, uh, and got knocked out, um, Tucker then, Tucker's the one who gets stabbed by the, um, mm-hmm. whatever it's called. The juice? Uh, <laughs> sure, let's call it the, the roids. Yeah. I don't know why I can't think of the word, Serum. or you can't think of the word. Um, tranquilizer. There we go. Tranquilizer. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Is, yeah, we'll call it the juice. After he gets stabbed by the juice, he does not just fall. But he he takes several moments to stumble over and fall specifically on top of specs, which I thought was interesting. I don't think that was a mistake, Ryan. I think we've seen oh. a lot of this banter, a lot of this back and forth. They already have a business together. I am all aboard the Specs and Tucker soulmates lovers train. I think it's actually I a thing. I don't I know if there's anything more to that in any other movies, but I'm kind of leaning towards wanting to watch them just to see if that's a thing. Man, I, I do can't think agree it's because it's never crossed my mind, but I see where you're going with this thing. I'm just it saying. Would make a lot of things make sense. I'm just saying it seemed very, very convenient that Tucker fell on top of Specs um, once he got tranquilized. You know what I mean? He could have fallen like his anywhere. last gasp, like, help me. It was a real Romeo and Juliet movie. Like, if you're going to die, we're going to die right next to each other. You're and dying in fact, <laughs> on top of you, actually, is where I'm going to die. Which also, I, we've that, all, we've I do all love been that, there that before. Uh, I do love that, that it's your... It wasn't like, I'll die with you. It's like, hey, you're dying with me. You're, yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. You're coming down with, which is what Romeo and Juliet was. At the end of the day, he's like, yes. I'm not dying alone. So you're coming with me. And yet, I best believe they will be coming together. Okay. So for Ryan's whoa, winner whoa. of the week, or not winner of the week, winner of the movie. Winner of the movie. All right. So I have one that I want to save. I usually go honorable mention and then. The real one. Naturally. So I'll go with my give, real one first. Got to give the tease before you give it the... No, uh, I usually do that, but my actual tease, oh. my honorable mention for winner and loser go together, so I'm saving that one. Oh, <laughs> my actual winner, my actual winner, I couldn't I couldn't find anyone else. It's Elise, dude. She's beyond the grave and still dominating. Dom- a lifetime. She dies at what? Mid-60s at least. Probably older, but let's say, be generous, sure. say mid-60s. I'd say, I think that's accurate. She probably had a good 40 to 45 years dominating these spirits. Oh. Then I thought you said I thought you were about to about to say left in life. I was like, she's gonna live to no, 110. No. She was God. dominating these spirits. Even when you know, when she saw young Josh's things, you know, cutting and everything, and she's pretty composed. Like it's impressive. She took it. 
she's now in the afterlife. She also said she's seen like the good afterlife, like heaven or whatever. She's still going back to like the further and kick ass. Like she's like, I could just go on and like be in paradise or, but no, I'm going to come back here and still kick these evil spirits asses. It's amazing to watch. She goes batting a thousand. I swear. We don't know this. I swear. She never lost a case. I swear. Like if she shows up, it's similar to the Warrens. It's like, man, those, those spirits have to be like, I know the, the spirits got to be like, oh, crap. Like, is that, <laughs> is that Elisa's music? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Thought we had this one. And then she's like breaking the glass and like comes walking down the aisle and you're like, oh, crap. Okay. So it, if that music hits, it's over. So Elise, even when she's dead, she's saving them again. She's sending them back. You know, uh, Carl would have stayed there. He thought he was dead. She's like, no, yeah. idiot, you're still alive. Get, get back out there. True. Um, we haven't seen the last four. We don't know what happens. We haven't seen even her beginnings, really. There's clearly more um, to the story, though. Or yeah. her future episodes. But, like, she's just dominating, dude. Literally, death cannot stop this woman. So, it's Elise. Mm. And it even goes with your winner, not for your reasons. But Specs and Tucker still doing good work. Who do you think that's? It's all because of Elise. She set them up. She helped out Carl. She helped out Specs and Tucker. Like, she's doing all the work. Yeah. Yeah. She's not even around, and she's doing all the work. So, a very clear winner, Elise. My honorable mention for winner goes with my honorable well, mention of loser, like I mentioned. Hold on, just before we go okay. there, uh, just because it sets it up so perfectly, I need to say one of my losers real quick because it's Elise. That's right. Oh. I'm going it right back at you. Oh. Sure, she's you know still dominating the afterlife, all that, blah blah blah. Um, she's still dead, dude. Like, at the end of the day, she's still dead. And by the way, uh, this whole business that she had of taking on these cases, she's not getting any profit from that. It's just Specs and Tucker, they're about to go get married we in the We do Hamptons. always factor in the money. That is, that is true. We always, <laughs> that is true. She's doing all this work for them. And let's be honest, she's absolutely doing the brute load of the work. Like, Tucker and Specs can't do that much work. She's the one who has to do all the actual investigating in the further. And what does she get? Uh, nothing really. It just all goes to Tucker and Specs. So, but I also I think she likes doing the heavy lifting. So I don't think she can start. I think she enjoys that. Honestly. Sure, but like, what do you just get enjoyment out of that? You don't get any fruits of your labor. All the fruits go to Tucker and Specs. True. I just don't think she cares. Her fruits is are kicking ass. Like that's her thing. It's like she's always kicking ass. Congrats to her. But Tucker and Specs are just going to keep winning. On her it's behalf. a good debate. It's a good good debate for the Twitter machine. At least winner mm. loser. Let's find out. It can be both. Um, it's okay. My honorable mention for winner. I'll stay with them. And I don't know. I don't know if you'll know where I'm going with this, but my honorable mention winner is unwoke people. And my honorable mention loser is woke people. Okay. Here's why. Back in 2013. Wait, so winner. The winner is unwoke. unwoke. Losers the woke crowd. Okay, here's the thing. Most people would say the opposite recently, but that's interesting. That's I know. Where we're going here. Back in 2013, they're making, and maybe maybe 2010, who knows if they knew. Well, you get my point. When they were making this movie, the first mm-hmm. and second, they were thinking to themselves, what could we have that is so crazy that would drive someone to be a serial killer, can be really scary, but maybe also sympathize with them a little bit because he was traumatized? What could we do that's insane? Mm, a child. What if a mother treated a little boy like it's a little girl. And then that kid grows up to pretend to be a woman. That's insane, right? Well, 10 short years later, we got that going on everywhere. So if you're the woke crowd, you got to be a loser in this one because you're thinking, whoa, 
there was a scary movie 10 years ago that was literally saying, what is the scariest, freakiest thing we could have happen? And it's now like an everyday thing in America. So if you're in the woke crowd, that's a loss. And don't take it out of me. Take it on the insidious people. Okay, this is what they thought. What would be weird that a mother could do? But also maybe you sympathize a little bit because like, wow, oh, this kid's being tortured. Uh, and the loser uh, and the winners being the unwoke crowd, if they're if they think that kind of stuff's, you know, not normal, you might point back to a scary movie saying, "Yeah, it makes sense. Well, this guy turns out to be a, a serial a, a killer." Thing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you see where I'm going with that? You see the, you know, yeah, I do was, actually. Yeah, this would be sense. different if this was like the 19, like a psycho thing. Like, okay, you know, oh, he's dressing up like a woman. That's really weird. You know, in the 1960s, whatever. This was 2013. This was 10 years ago. And it was dressing up a little boy like a little girl. That's that's crazy. That's insane. And then he grew up and he wants to dress himself like a woman. That's insane. Yeah. We're in the Obama years at this point. So yeah. No, I'm not making any political statements. I'm just (laughs) just saying. I'm just no, I'm saying me. Like I'm not I'm just saying. This was insidious thinking of what could we make that's a crazy thing. It's a good point. And if that came out now, it would get canceled. I'm just I saying. agree. This movie is getting canceled now. Probably. Wait, so he's evil because of something that's very normal? What's going on here? Uh, my real loser. It makes sense that he would turn out to be a serial killer. That's <laughs> all <laughs> he's a weirdo. <laughs> my uh, loser, um, we actually already touched on it. Very similar to the, si- uh, the Shining. It's loving dads, dude. If we've learned anything in scary movies, if you're a man. loving dad, you are yeah. getting attacked, man. Just like The Shining, just like that. We've seen in other movies as well. Just the most direct ones I can bring up are The Shining and Insidious, Chapter 2. You're a loving dad. They will attack you. They will use you because they know the power you have on the family. You're gone. So, loving dads, I'm sorry. You're going to take some L's. We can expand that to most dads. I mean, we saw in this really movie. Really, most dads, yes. The, the dad is absent in the killer's life. You know what I mean? Um, Baba 100%. Duke, dad is dead. Um Dad gets killed most recently and talk to me. If you haven't listened to that mm-hmm. episode, go listen to it now. Go um, listen to it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of dads that it's all that goes back to mommy issues. Anyway, so we can move on. It does. Um, my other loser. I know you thought I was done. I'm not done. Keep going. Um, Keep going. <laughs> we already kind of talked about it. Why can't people just think of simple, easy to use safe words like, is it really that hard to think of a safe word? No, it's, it's not. I promise you it's, it's not. not. First of all, you need something that uh, is one, maybe two syllables. Like, let's really make it simple. No. Why, why does it have to be cased? Like, you have so many syllables. If you're getting choked out, you're not getting all the syllables out. Like we saw in the movie. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't know. It can be, I mean. No, he just screamed worried about, about that's, that's not the word. That's not the word. <laughs> if you're worried about the word being like mistaken for another word mm-hmm. you know an, an accidental safe word wouldn't you rather have an accidental intervention into this dangerous situation than not being able to intervene in time at all you, you know what think. i mean you would think but we're going with things like unicorn quesadilla pineapple butterscotch like you just said mm-hmm. it's not that hard people it's truly not that hard i agree he asked for a glass of water uh there you go safe words water mm-hmm comes up in everyday situations that would come up it should not be that hard god is that your actual loser is that your actual loser safe words okay safe words and at least yeah i mean okay i was like which one's the real one uh let's go with the least to make things more interesting i think that makes things Mm, more. i love the debate love the debate absolutely well 
And honestly, that takes us to why we have this podcast in the first place. For the 50th time, we have five categories that Davis and I each rate a movie one to 10 on. So we each have a score out of 50. We add them together for a score out of a 100. So we will rank Insidious Chapter 2 1 to 100 on our all-time scary movie list and see where it falls. Math. Okay, go ahead. The first one we always start with, the story, Davis. Interesting as the sequel, and it's a very sequel. What do you think? Yeah, a true chapter two, right? We're not it's a continuation of the first movie, not a not a sequel to where, you know, it's like in the same universe, but it's a completely different story. So honestly, kind of disappointed with the story. I think it was a little lazy at times in some respects and just that well first i'll say i think it's in being a true chapter two continuation it did do a good job of bridging the two stories doing things to remind the audience of what happened in the first movie even though i think it went a little far at times in like to showing full clips from the first movie that it didn't really need to it made it like it just made the movie feel less original. Um, but I wasn't particularly thrilled with the whole, you know, the woman in or the bride in black turns out to be this serial killer. And now it's like a mystery to find the serial killer. I think the whole story plot line where they go to the hospital to try to figure things out and then go to the killer's old house to figure things out was kind not boring, but it just like, they could have, I feel like they could have done a better side plot to the main story besides that, or could have just not done that side plot completely. I didn't find it particularly interesting. Um, but like I said, does a good job of continuing the first movie. You get to see more of Josh, you know, turning into this spirit that's taking over his body and how he kind of dwindles from like his own health and that sort of thing and seeing patrick wilson change into a completely different character um than from the first movie um and they did a good job still i think of bringing in the further um in the story i will say on the story side between the two movies you have a much i mean far and away a better villain bad guy whatever you want to say it monster in the first movie than you do in the second movie i don't I, I get it that the bride in black was still a part of that first movie. And it's kind of your secondary monster bad guy in that first movie. But I think her by herself didn't particularly make a super compelling bad guy. And even to the point where like, you really don't get much screen time of the bride in black. It's all about the bride in black's mom, mother Mortis. And she definitely did not make a compelling, uh, compelling villain for this movie. Overall, not bad. I genuinely do like the way they continued the story from the first movie, and I'm giving a decent amount of points from that. But I do think it was a slightly uninspired story, ending up at a six for me. I'm a six as well. I was pretty close to a seven. Um, and I, I don't think I'm nearly as negative because I that it was um, – it did a really good job of bringing out things in the first one. I agree they went back to it too much. Like, we don't need to keep seeing stuff from the old one. But yeah, it really... I like that they showed you things that happened in the first one that weren't explained. They do Like, the door being the open and stuff. Yes. Yes, I yeah. think that's really cool. So it shows the intention behind the movie. So I gave... A lot of my points were for that. 
just how much intention, which is stealing from the first one. But I think you have to when it's this direct of a sequel. So I really liked how it answered some questions. And that part was just very, very interesting. Um, sure. Outside of that, that really is the main thing. Because I do agree. The villain's not nearly as good. Um, it feels like there's a lot of filler. Because it, yeah. there, there are things that add to it. But there are other things that are just kind of like – I agree. Going to the hospital, the chandelier coming down in the house, like, all right. These, like, yeah. But I get – otherwise the movie would be like an hour. So, like, yeah, I get, you got to yeah. fill some time. So I, I thought it was impressive that it was still above average for each of us because that's tough for a sequel to do, but it legitimately Absolutely. added to the story. Yeah, I was very impressed. Like I, I, I wouldn't – I was really thinking about a seven. Uh, I pulled back a little bit, but to go still above average and add to a story that we really – was adding to – that's very dangerous. When you're a sequel to a really good scary movie, it's it can be the Usually standard high. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So the fact that it's not as good, no, but it's still good. Yeah. And I think that's hard to do. I think that's very difficult to do. So six there. I will what say, about the scary? Look, at, look at you for turning over a new leaf. New season, you're saying you almost went with a seven. You just came back down to a six. You didn't do the silly point five points. You really have turned out. I wanted to I'm so promised. bad. But I was like, I'm proud early of you. in the season. I'm proud of you. Look at you. Let's not do this. Let's new man. New man. Um, there's also four more to go. What do you think about the scariness? Nah, you wouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> it is. This is probably going to be a lot of similar things to what I said for the first Insidious movie, minus. You, again, minus the you don't have the lipstick demon in this movie, which I think lends to a lot of the scariness of the first movie. And I don't know uh, what I. Oh yeah. I I, I don't oh, know yeah. off the top of my head what I put the scariness of the first movie. I would bet it's probably a nine. I would bet. Um, could be a ten. I'm honestly not sure. I I I, I actually looked at both of ours yesterday, and I'm not 100 percent sure. I think we were both nine, at least eight. We were at I least would, eight. I think yeah. we were nine on scariness. I would bet nine. That would. Makes sense in my mind right now. So, yes, you don't have as scary of a villain. I still think just the way James Wan frames a haunted house and freaking builds so much tension. I like, and not just in these movies, it's the same thing with the Conjuring movie. He does an incredible job of building tension giving you little moments that you know are leading to something, giving you a fake jump scare here and there and lulling you into like a sense of looking everywhere for something, but also feeling safe because you've been teased so much real edge Lord. James Wan is, if you will. Um, <laughs> but having that constant tension, having effective jump scares like you and I have already talked about, um, and having I and you know I'm a sucker for little background subtle scares and we definitely had those with oh yeah ghosts walking throughout the house or we had a similar to the boy in the like the laundry room in the first movie you had the woman sitting in the living room as they kind of uh, walk throughout the house and she's gone in the next scene um, all really really solid stuff I I can't say enough about how impressive is for there to be nothing really happening in a scene and it to feel so heart pounding intense and and on top of that i already kind of said it but you at least get payoffs in this movie with scares you know it's not like some yeah. other movies where you have all that tension and then it's like oh that was it or there's mm -hmm. like a little bit of scare and you're like that was all building just to that all that said 
I think it is comparable to the first movie. Slightly below, though, I'm at an eight for the scariness of it. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, I'm actually even though I'm at a seven, which I still don't think is crazy low. No, but I, it's very similar rationale. Mine was I don't think it was a temperature. It was a nine, but I still had to take a little bit off because the music is there and there's the, the way James Wan and Insidious itself has unique ones, but James Wan has a way of scaring. It has to be a couple ticks below. I think the first one, you don't really know what to expect. This one, it's very similar scares. It's not the same ones. But also, and I, I've brought this up many times, and I'm not saying don't do it, but it does inherently affect the scariness. When there's a lot of comedic moments, it's going to take it away. And I think there was almost too many with Specs and Tucker. Again, not in a negative way, good. It's not like it was just stupid humor thrown in. But like I mentioned, when he gets elbowed in the way he falls and like they see the creepy girl and they cut to them and like they're like wide-eyed in like a comedic way, like it takes away from the scariness. Yeah. So it's right for me to go on that. Uh, still legitimately creepy. I I'd say it's more creepy than scary. Uh, the Insidious, mm. really both of them, but the first one has some legit scares. This one yeah. still does too, but it's way more in the creepy than it is like truly scary. I still yeah. think Seven's very, very good, especially for a sequel. But yeah, yeah, had to had to dock it a little bit more. So that's why I went. I will seven. also say because uh, I forgot to mention it. I'm also always a fan of movies that can have like daytime scares because normally that doesn't really happen. But I love that this movie and the first Insidious movie are some of the first or seemingly the first like haunted house movies that have scary scenes during the daytime. Normally you get those daytime yes. scenes and it's like oh. Yep. Breathe a sigh of relief. We have a break here. And it's definitely not the case mm -hmm. with these movies, which I really like. No. What about the acting, Davis? What do you think of the acting 1 to 10? Um, The cast as a whole, I don't think a ton uh, stands out. Uh, the kid who plays Dalton, I think, does a good job um, or good enough. I don't think he, it's anything super impressive. I think – for being one of the bigger names in the movie, I don't think Rose Byrne, the mom, does anything super impressive. Um, I I go back and forth about how I feel about the actress who plays Elise. I I, I don't know. I love like, her. So, love really, her. See, I think she's thing. so good, dude. Some mo moments I do love her, and some moments I'm like, you're kind of annoying. And I don't – She don't is know. annoying, but I think that's part of her charm. <laughs> I don't know. All right, well, that's fair. She's kind of annoying. That's fair. It kind of turns me off in that way. Um, so Turn most of, on. okay, <laughs> I, I teed that one up, teed that one up. God dang it. Um, I will say though, the, the woman who plays younger Elise did a really good job of being able to act through, you know, what was overdubbed eventually. Um, obviously part of that is, you know, the, the voice acting, going along with that. I just thought that part was impressive to the point, like we already said, we, if you didn't know, you kind of would have thought that that's the actress herself, you know, saying those things and trying to imitate uh, the older actress. I, I mean, yeah, that is very impressive. Honestly. It looks really good. Yeah. But most of it, you know, I think most of it, as it should comes down to Patrick Wilson is Josh and you get a much, much different, version of him in this movie he's mostly just like loving dad concerned dad trying to find his son you know in the first movie um mm -hmm. and goes completely opposite and goes you know kind of full jack torrance psycho mm -hmm. in this movie um i think does it very well um 
going and it, it's sometimes multiple in the same scene or instance going from the loving dad to kind of showing like a flicker of this isn't really who he is in this moment or yep like we said the full the full jack torrance um breaking down the walls and all that and trying to kill his family that's really what brings up this category to me um if anything i just wish we could have gotten more of them throughout the movie um so I end up at a seven. It probably would have been a five without Patrick Wilson. Uh, pretty average, mm-hmm. but I think he did enough to bring it up a couple points. Uh, he's not there yet. I'm not, I'd have to think about who it is. But Patrick Wilson is quickly becoming the goat of scary movies, dude. Like, I completely agree. He carries all of them that he's dude, in. Not that there's just, not other good actors and actresses with him, but, like, he is awesome, man. The James Wan, so good. Patrick Wilson combo is oh. wonderful. Wonderful. Patrick Wilson's awesome, man. Wonderful, um, if you will. Um, I don't think I agree with some of the things you said. Uh, like Roseburn, I did think was not nearly as good, and I, 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 I don't even remember that clearly for the first. One. I, it was very uninspiring in this specific film. Carl was nothing. The kids, I mean, whatever, they're fine. That it's kids. I, my expectations for kids in movies are yeah. not very high. Yeah, it's more so I'm impressed when they're good. If they're whatever, it's like it's you know yeah, it doesn't really they're, bother they're me. Yeah, yeah, it's a child. Um. Patrick Wilson was great, better in this one because of all the range we yeah, got to see with him. Absolutely. Problem is, I do think the villain didn't have to do as much. I thought the villain mom was fine. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, I thought the guy who is like the is fine. I went with a seven as well. You could have talked me into a six though. This was not like when I was a six earlier. Could have said this was like man, I really could have pushed this down. I'm yeah. still going to give enough because none of it was bad. Also, his mom. I don't think his mom's bad. Um, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Lorraine, I which so weird. Her name's Lorraine. Um, on anyway, purpose, hundred percent on purpose. I know. I, know. I think we talked but, about it in the first movie. I we think did. I, I know. It actually did. is on purpose. Yeah. When I saw this again, go. I forgot about that. Like I know yeah. we've talked about that. Yeah. Um, but she wasn't bad either. And I, I would even say most people were good. They just weren't anything special. I wouldn't even yeah. say they were like fine. Like most of them were good. Yeah. Um, but Patrick Wilson, man, the the change we see in him being the scared guy, being the possessed, like we see a lot from him, and yeah. I think I should honor that by going with the seven. That's that I'm very similar. I probably I would have been a five yeah. without him. He killed it, man, and that's what that was the main thing I didn't remember. I don't remember him being that character. He's never that in the Conjuring movies. He's not that in the first one. No, he's the guy you root for. It's like yes, I've never seen him yeah. as in that capacity. Yeah, which was really cool to see. Um, yeah. just Patrick Wilson in that way. So seven for me as well. This is a really interesting one for any James Wan movie, but Insidious has, we talked about the further and all that. What do you think about production? What do you think? Mm. God, I could watch so many James Wan directed films, um, horror movies specifically. I like he, I don't know what his formula is, but he has it nailed for the haunted house genre. Like he knows how to do a haunted house horror movie. Um, I'll start off with some of the negatives. I don't think that from like an effects or kind of production side that there's much they had to do. You know, the first movie they had the lipstick demon who obviously is a lot of makeup and stuff. And there was some effects that went along with that and a lot more, probably just a lot more money and time that they sunk into those scenes with the demon in the first movie. Um, Cause besides that, really all you have is, some ghosts and all those are are people in makeup right i mean there's there's not much there there's certainly nothing from a gore standpoint which isn't something that 
is necessary in the movie, but it's just something to say that there's not anything to be impressive to pull off of that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I do agree with that. I agree. Yeah. And kind of playing off that, I do think they do a really good and interesting job of, you know, showing the further and making that its own kind of separate world and how they were able to go in and out of different timelines and that sort of thing. And having, um, having the dead people around in the sort of purgatory thing, I think like we kind of talked about earlier, it's, if you told me that was realistic of a realistic vision of what purgatory is, I'd completely like agree with you and believe it. Um, I do think it's interesting and it's obviously, uh, makes sense since he directed both movies the further is so uh similar to the amityville um scene from i think the conjuring 2 yeah it's like almost exactly the same the only difference is like in the conjuring 2 all the dead people are like mannequins basically kind of just still and stuff Yeah. yeah but it's like it's like the exact same thing which is interesting but um obviously makes sense because it's the same director now on the directing side, I love, love the way James Wan framed a lot of, st- and I say directing side, this could be cinematography, the cin- cinematographer as well. The way he can make an audience feel included and almost inside of the house and know every corner of the house and kind of where everything is in this haunted house, I think is really impressive. He has a lot of shots following people at like a human height through the house to where you're feeling like you're walking through the house as well. I think he does a good job of giving a lot of space in his shots to where, like I said, we already know that you're kind of meant to be looking for things in the background of the house and that sort of thing. And he gives plenty of shots to show space in there. Um, And he does a lot of things to switch it up too. I thought it was interesting having the opening shot after the opening credits is a, I couldn't, I should have timed it an extremely long zoom shot from kind of, it's probably done to show kind of from the further into the real world. It's like kind of black all around and just zoom slowly in on uh, Rose Byrne and the police investigation. I just thought it was an interesting shot. And then um, it kind of goes uh, found footage in like the hospital and in uh, the killer's it home, which was really interesting. So. I had that same it, thought. it kind yeah. of flipped the whole vibe of the movie. And if anything, probably made that plot line and that storyline much more interesting. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that would have been as interesting if it was shot like the rest of the movie. Um, I also got to say, I don't care what you say. Yes. You can do scary violins all the time the insidious theme or whatever you want to call it, like the wailing violins is the best scary violin out there. And I will hundred percent stand by that hundred percent. No, it is. They definitely do it the best for sure. Yes. I just don't think it's that hard, but yes, they definitely oh, do it. Okay. So best. everybody's doing it. So everybody's doing it, right? Everybody's no, doing they it just really, they, It's like they made it a project. Like, Hey, how do we really maximize? Well, good. I'm the glad violins. they did it. I'm glad they did it. God, it's so good. It's like, there's not many, uh sound or music sounds that are just like terrifying that one makes my skin crawl um so all in all super impressed with the directing and stuff i it's not a surprise to anybody on the show that i'm a huge james wan fan at this point Mm -hmm. um i do think there you have to do 
take some stuff away from the production side though and that there was not you know a ton of effort into some of that production side stuff so Mm -hmm. ending up at an eight which i think is reasonable you took everything from me i'm an eight as well um the only negatives were very similar. I don't think there was enough that was really different and crazy from the first Insidious or other right. movies I'd seen. But everything that's there, I love his use of zooms. I think it's it's missed in so many movies. Like it's yeah. something we see in old ones, but not in a creepy way. It's more just like a lazy way. And people moved away from it, like, oh, zooming's just like you know lazy. You want to like just show close ups and everything. But the way he does it is done really creepy, very. Um, purposefully and i always respect that you have to do it well because mm. it's very easy to screw up uh zooms but i think he does sure. it very well in the police you know car in there when she's in the house later she looks down the hallway and it's zooming in on her yeah. it makes it look like she's being watched she, he's just he he's got to be the best horror director man he's he's the best um yeah yeah i don't know what i can add that you haven't said like, he is the absolute best um i is the further i do like i think it's done really well it's not my favorite thing if that makes sense like i think he does it really really well it's just not something that i enjoy watching so i'm not going to dock him for it because i think he does it really well it's just not like it gets a little discombobulated and i know that's the point but like there's a certain like okay i can't really follow at a certain point you know but it's done very well it's it's impressive how he does it the only thing that bothers me about the further is i don't think like the dead people in there are super scary you know like they're just kind of like they're not even like ghosts or anything they're like zombies almost and it's just not i don't know they are way closer to zombies way closer to zombies yeah so but i agree Uh, other than that it's good but not perfect the further yeah and like it's still really impressive his shots in general how you know he just has such a different touch you can tell it's a james wan movie i don't need to other than saw you don't need to like (laughs) tell me i you he can make a non-conjuring insidious movie it has such a feel for the way he, we already touched on one of his biggest things. He can build up scares so impressively. I've been yeah. watching him for a decade now since the conjuring for the first time, uh, you know, literally 10 years ago and the way he builds up and it still gets you. He yeah, doesn't have yeah. to do a jump scare. He can build up for a solid 30 seconds or a minute or whatever, and still get you with a good scare, which yeah. is most people have to do the jump scares. And I get it. It's hard nowadays. There's so many scary movies he can build up and use that build up to his advantage it's an eight. Um, and if this was a standalone movie, it's probably closer to a nine or something on production. It's just, I'm judging that, based yeah. on so many other things. I get that. I will also say the, the use of tension and not relying on jump scares helps a lot with uh, the rewatchability. Like that's, that's why I feel like I can watch 100%. the conjuring or the conjuring movies so many times over and over again. Cause even though, you know, the jump scares are coming, the tension build is so good to where it makes it still very entertaining. Uh, it's very true. Spot on. Last one we have here, entertainment. What do you think? How entertained were you Davis? One to 10 season three. You know, I'm going to talk about it. Hour and 45. Thank you very much. Keep it under two hours. Always love that. Um, there's things to take away from entertainment without a doubt. I think, like I already said, I was not compelled at all by the whole hospital or, you know, old house um, timeline. And that's, or not timeline, subplot. And I think that my attention kind of wandered some while all that was going on. Um, even though there were deep redeeming parts about it, like the whole found footage shots, I think, think make it better. But that whole subplot kind of took away some of the entertainment with it. Um 
I think the lack of a better villain takes away some of the entertainment from it all. Um, we already kind of mentioned, I think, some of the leaning into the cheesier comedy between Specs and Tucker, although there are some points that hit. I think that takes away from some of the entertainment, like you said, taking away from some of the scary moments of the movement of the movie is going to take away some of that entertainment. Um, but I do think that it does such a good job of continuing on the story from the first movie. And it's certainly not short on any, you know, scary scenes or scares or tension building moments. There's not a, there's not just a bunch of scenes in here where we're like, okay, it's, it's safe time. We're just watching for other story points, right? There's almost, almost every scene is going to have some sort of creepy aspect to it or scare or something. And I always appreciate that. Um, but like I already said, I, I honestly think a huge part of it is not having a solid villain monster, whatever you want to call it. I think that takes away a lot from the entertainment. I really thought the, the climax of the movie, the like last 10 minutes was not super compelling. Like I thought it was, I thought Patrick Wilson going full crazy mode was good, but like at the end of it, it was like, okay, let's run into the basement and hide and, Oh no, he got through and Oh, okay. Now it's safe. Like I didn't think that was the greatest climax. I think there was plenty of other movies I've seen that have done a better job that ending up at a seven. I'm it's still not bad. I still would watch the movie again. Absolutely. Um, but I think there's a lot left to be desired with the entertainment factor. Yeah. Um, To cut to the chase, I had the same one as a seven. <laughs> I, was but, about to say, I know it's not going to be high because you just sighed and stared yeah. off into space for no, a second. Uh, it's not bad. I just think you, you hit a lot of the points of – it's also not fair because so much of it is comparing it to Insidious, like it, which is a yeah. very high bar. But that's but what you I, get when you're a sequel. You're going to get compared know, to the first movie. One of my biggest things I was going to hit on, and you've already nailed it a bunch of times, was the villain. It's – you yeah. go to scary movies for the most part, monster movies, things like that for the villain. That is what you're there for. You're not there to watch the parents save the kids. Like <laughs> that is what makes it different, you know, Yeah, is like the monster, how unique it is. And it's not bad. It's just nothing special. It feels the story is unique, but the, the bad people themselves are pretty cookie cutter, dark complected, you know, or not, you know, like gloomy because her face is actually yeah. very white, but like, gloomy right. woman that's the mom then the man that's dressed like a woman kind of same thing like she's in a black dress it's like i don't know it, it feels like very classic you know what, what would be yeah. a, a freaky thing to see you know you you come um, away from the first movie being terrified that any corner you turn you're going to see the demon thing there or any mirror you looked at. i remember going home after watching the first movie and like not wanting to look in my rearview mirror because of that yeah. demon jump scare and yeah, there's not yeah. I'm not a really, I mean, I would be afraid if I saw it in real life, the, the bl bride in black, but it's not, yeah. it's just not the same lasting yeah. fear that you have. No. And it's, it, I agree. It's so weird because I, I do, I am more entertained with funnier lines, mm. but I am less entertained from funny lines because it takes on the scariness. And as a scary movie, you actually lose points. You will gain it on the humor, but you're losing more from the scariness than you're gaining from the humor. So I agree with that as well. Yeah. Overall, I loved how it connected to the first one. So I gave it points for that, I, as I have 
but the story and other areas as well. Yeah. Um, but I, I think my number one reason it's not higher, at least an eight that I am in a seven, you already hit on it is the house and the hospital scenes. I very much was zoning out and yeah, yeah. that's never a good sign. And I still enjoy the movie, but to be zoning out is like something, you know? So yeah. that was my biggest problem with it was it was just, if I'm zoning out, you got to get docs and points. It, it yeah. felt like a six was too low. Cause it was still a good movie. Um, especially in a vacuum, especially if this was a standalone movie, Agreed. but had to, um, had to go down to a seven, but still overall really enjoyed it. Just that's my biggest problem with the ones like this. If I'm zoning out, man, uh, that doesn't happen with the top five, 10, probably 15, you know, for sure. Like top 10 scary movie. Yeah. You're not going to be zoning out for like 10, 15, 20 minutes at a time. Yeah. So, if, um, if you're gonna have I think a... that's where they have like the chandelier falling was to like <laughs> bring you back in. I we have to have some stakes in here. Yeah. No. Yeah. If you're going to have a whole like side quest for the non uh, main characters of the movie, you need it to be a really interesting side quest or interesting scene, whatever it was. And it just wasn't. Yeah. I agree. So overall our scores, Davis, almost identical. Yeah. Almost absolutely identical. This is really interesting. My overall 35 out of 50 yours at 36 out of 50 we were both sixes on story seven on acting eight on production seven on entertainment i had a seven for scariness you had an eight overall like i said 35 for me 36 for you 71 a bit down from insidious for us that was an as 82 it should be. overall as it should be as, as it no doubt should be i had it actually higher i was a 42 you were a 40 so i dropped seven you dropped five so mine actually was a not that that's a crazy difference sure, but i did no. you know go lower um you're the more actually, no, you only dramatic of the you're the more dramatic yeah, so, of those two anyways so yeah that's that's very very true um overall <laughs> <laughs> overall we have insidious chapter two <laughs> season three we're back baby we're from back. 2013 wow. rated as a 71 out of 100 davis one of my favorite things to do where does this fall in? Out of 50 movies now, where does it? Where does this rank? It's been too damn long. I'm going to be so off. Um, although, 71 is still a good score in the grand scheme of the 50 movies we've done. I, definitely I think it's still like that way. pretty dang good. Yeah. Like, we don't have a lot in the 80s and, like, one in the 90s, you know. Do you happen it, to know me? How many, to, you know, how many spots know. we have? Like, we have 50 movies. Do you know how oh. many? Uh... One, two, like forty-two three. or something like that. Roughly, probably, yeah, okay. forty-two, forty-three, something like that. It's gonna be in the top half, I would think. God, but it's gonna be the log jam down there in the low. I know the I problem know is there's is. such there's a couple spots that are log um. Jams, God dang, it's let's just this is so boring. Let's go like dead middle, like twenty-one. Twenty-one, okay. Out of fifty movies, it is tied also my with favorite one, age, but. Of course it is. It is uh, I take tied that back. with something. Don't take that the wrong way. But <laughs> let's take that back. Let's take that back. I don't. I don't feel comfortable with that. God dang it. <laughs> okay, Insidious Chapter Two from 2013, a 71 out of 100, comes in at number. I almost had a foreshadowing for this. Number 16 out of 50 and i even said <laughs> a top 10 or even maybe 15 movie out of well this really it really added up right there it's 
16th, so however you want to look at maybe 17th, you know? Guess what movie is tied with age, Davis? Yeah, good. Um, um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. 16? Um, oh. God, I have no clue. Um, even though I should know, because we literally just did this bracket, that's bad on me. I should know. Um, uh, but they're not all... Yeah, they're that's, all right in there because there's oh, some. Well, this one probably I, would be actually. This I should have a general be. idea. I don't yeah. know. Sorry, the like, only ones that wouldn't be are ones that are tied. If it's not tied, it would be where it is. I'm also very interested to see what. I think I know what movie you would pick. But I don't know, like Cabin in the Woods. I don't know. No, Cabin in the Woods is actually a little bit lower, 68. Um, so it's above Cabin in the Woods. I'm within three points. Let that's me give you what's around it. Uh, at number 19, we have Cabin in the Woods, a 68. 18, we have Psycho with a 69. Um, nice. 18, we have Evil Dead 2. Uh, sorry, 20. Mm. I haven't renumbered them yet. 20 for Cabin in the Woods, 19 for Psycho, 18, Evil Dead 2. It's tied with this one for 16. Here's the ones right above it, all in the log jam. One point ahead of it, Sinister, 72. 73, Halloween. 74, Saw. Mm. 74. 76, The Evil Dead, and Evil Dead Rise at number 10. Dang it. Tied with it at number 16 from almost the same year, which is really interesting. This is from 2013. Tied with it at number 16 with a 71 out of 100 from 2014, one year more recent, The Babadook, oh, your favorite movie of all time. So, you tanked uh, that score. That's the only reason it's down there. It's where it should be. With Insidious <laughs> Chapter 2. It's where it should be. So what, well, yes, what would you, you know pick my, out of Davis? You know my pick. Obviously, you know yeah. my pick. I don't know what I would pick because I'm not crazy about Babadook, but I'm not crazy about Insidious Chapter 2 either. So I don't know what I would pick. The way probably, you've it, talked about I'd both, you would just, pick Insidious Probably too. just – it is not even about Insidious. It would be more the franchise of Insidious that would just yeah. give it the bump. Just kind of like, you know what? I like this franchise. Take your spot. Um, That's fair. Before we head out of here, though, Davis, could this happen in real life? Uh Yes, and it probably does happen in real life. I mean, well, not all of it. I don't think um, – oh, I definitely don't think ghosts are slapping people across the room and knocking them out. I definitely don't think that. Um, I don't know. But, I mean, we have a lot of realistic things like serial killers, uh, child abuse. Um, a lot of people believe, definitely believe in the whole like astral projecting out of your sleep and stuff like that. Um I mean, the further is kind of purgatory. I mean, I yeah, I'm going to go with yeah. I don't. I, I Okay, I, I'm not fully in on the whole using the ghost of Elise in your business model. I don't particularly think that's realistic. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say a full on yet. I, I, I put it under a sure. Like, you know, it's like, I mean, demon possession. It's kind of like, that's do you a, believe in demon possession? That's I'm a like, win sure. in my book. That's a win in my book. Yeah, I'm not going to give it a hell yes, brother, but. I'd say, sure, like, you know, would I expect it to happen? No. <laughs> Is there a realm in which it happens? Sure, I guess. But, you know, it's, at this point, we've watched so many. It's going to take a lot. I'm, I'm going to say no for the ones that are, like, outright. Like, okay, no. This is insane. Uh, we you take know, a win where we can get No. A serial killer is not going into a doll, you know, like, things like that. Last one. Would we recommend this movie, Davis? What do you think? I would say yes. I mean... Well, first, I mean, that's that was a terrible way of saying that. If it's a horror movie directed by James Wan, I'll say yes every single time. So, yes, that's absolutely. So true. And, so I true. mean, even even beyond that, though, it's still a good, entertaining 
scary horror movie. So I, yeah, I will undoubtedly watch it again, especially being so surprised that this was the first time I've watched it. Yeah, I'll absolutely watch it again. Yeah, mine's same thing. Like it's it's James Wan. It's in the Insidious universe. Even if it, if it was a vacuum in a vacuum for sure, but even as a sequel that I wasn't in love with, but I enjoyed, like it's still a yes. I I I think alone it would I would not recommend it by itself because it. I guess you could watch it. I feel like you're It'd gonna be miss confusing. a lot. It'd be confusing. It would be hey, you should watch the Insidious movies. You know, because I'm definitely yeah. gonna recommend the first ones. And it's like hey, keep it's definitely good enough. Like keep going. Yeah. Beyond that, I don't know. I haven't watched three, four, or five, so you're on your own. But uh, for you know two, yeah, go ahead, keep going. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah. But overall, Davis, how good is it to be back? Our fiftieth episode of Talk of a Haunted House yeah. Scary Movie Podcast, and we're back for season three, baby. Summer has broken, not quite ended. It's a little warm out there, but we are quickly going to be descending into the crisp autumn air and fully into spooky season. And I'm ready. We got a full October, Ryan. We have a full October. Oh, do we? Oh, do we, baby? We're going to have old movies. We're going to have brand new movies. We're going to have ones that make sense on the day they come out. Two of them. It's just, it's a jam packed. We're going to go back to our favorite franchise. We got everything in this month. That's only with five movies and we are jam packing them. And you already know one of them. Like we're all over the map on this one. And it is going to be Mm. a great season, but also a great month here in October with season three of talk of the haunted house, scary movie podcast coming back before we head out of here. Make sure again on Apple podcast, Spotify, wherever you're listening, make sure you subscribe to us. Give us five stars. Give us those ratings up. It's been all five stars for the most part. Go on there. Tell us what you like, what you don't like about scary movies, about insidious chapter two, other scary movies about our show. Also make sure you go to Twitter, follow us, me at Ryan underscore King underscore. Now the show and our co-host Davis Dillingham at Follow me personally on Twitter at the real double D's just DS the end of ease between it. Go follow the podcast Twitter page, please. Yes, I'm being nice. No, you fuckers, go follow the podcast Twitter page at talk of the house underscore all one word underscore at the end. Tell us what you like, don't like about the podcast, any movies you want us to do. We're, like I said, October booked up. Beyond that, we are wide open and on our knees and willing to do anything for you. Davis's. I just want to point that out there. This is a this is a Davis thing saying this for you. So I, and I probably shouldn't say that after bringing up different ages. I'm. <laughs> this hasn't been a great episode for me. I'll this be is a spooky honest. season, baby. It's not been a great. Thank you all for yeah. joining us for our 50th episode of Talking the Haunted House of Scary Movie Podcast. We will be back again very very soon because yes, while you're still freaking sweating a week into October, and. Everyone's got things going on in their personal lives that might be scary in their own in their own route. What you come here for is a break from reality in the best way with your daily dose. Oh, darn. So, Ryan, I'm thinking my safe word would be seahorse. Does that make sense? <laughs>